With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Hello, Radio. Hello, this is Stuart Crawford. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and welcome to the MFP Show here again. We're back online, ready to go, and uh, yeah, we're working through some technical issues. Our opening music didn't play this morning. Interesting. Anyway, welcome back. We'll get the show back up and running here. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since we're on live here on the Block Talk Radio Network, and no better time to get started uh, than now. So almost uh, well, a month and a half into the new year and lots of things going on, and, you know, no better topic to talk about than today. Uh, having Ken Thorson on, and I know I know Ken for a number of years, and and Ken is uh, perhaps one of the the leading sales consulting. I, w- I know Ken. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, exactly the best way to describe your your practice because you do everything from sales consulting, maybe a little bit of marketing, business uh, consulting. Anyway, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself, Ken. Ken Ken Thorson joins us today from uh, I do believe he's at his home in Knoxville, Tennessee. Good morning, Ken. Good morning to you. It's a beautiful day here in the southeast of the U.S., but uh, where we we actually way that we describe our company, Stuart, is we're a business and strategic sales management consulting firm. So we work with the partner community on their business strategies, business planning, as well as the what I call the linchpin in the organization, the person who's responsible for really driving revenue and sales in an organization. That's the sales leader or sales manager. Great. So. So, Ken, we only have 30 minutes, so let's just jump right into our topic at hand today. We're talking about sales leadership, uh, sales management, and especially how important it is uh, in a recovering economy. Because I think the last time you and I spoke, we were just going into this uh, downturn, or or we were predicting it happening. We were kind of thinking, how are we going to lead our sales teams when we stop being professional order takers and we actually have to go out and do sales? Uh, so let's fast forward over the last 24 months. Lots have changed, Ken. A lot of water under the bridge since that, so since 24 months ago, since we spoke last. That's correct. You know, I, I recently wrote a blog called "The Importance of Sales Management in Recovering the Economy," and it really occurred to me a couple of months ago as I was watching the pipelines fill up in a lot of cases and working with clients, and and then recently I had been on the road speaking at a lot of sales conferences uh, in Miami and Phoenix and. San Antonio, uh, and talking to people from all over the world and putting on our sales management workshops and doing some keynote addresses that generally people were seeing their pipelines filling up and taking advantage of the of the recovering economy. And I just, by chance, uh, happened to pick up the USA Today that day, uh, and that was just a month ago, January 24th, when that blog was put out, that I saw a lot of positive economic factors, 91%. Of 46 economists said the answer is going to be the economy and that they were more optimistic now than they were even three months ago. And sales managers, Stuart, are the key linchpin in really saying, how do we take advantage of opportunity? I know after 9-11, which obviously was a long time ago, I saw a lot of organizations shut down. I saw mental issues where people, especially here in the U.S., were 
a little bit more on the back of their heels rather than on their toes. And I developed a mantra back then or a motto that I share with a lot of people. It says, take action, stay positive. And in today's world where the economy is coming back, that now is the time for sales managers to take action and stay positive. Well, Ken, I remember uh, being at the Microsoft Partner Conference. I think it was in New Orleans uh, a couple years back, and Kevin Turner was on the stage, and he was kind of talking about Microsoft and the way they were basically playing not to lose instead of playing to win. Is that is that mindset important today, Is that now that we're starting to come out of this uh, downturn in the economy, that really we need to start focus, positioning our companies to win versus just playing not to lose? Great comment, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the, gr- the organizations who are growing have taken advantage of this opportunity, and they're doing the specific things that they need to do to be successful. They need to think about you know, looking at their organization and having a, a, a goal and objective that's 18 to 24 months out in the future. They need, High-level sales executives or even owners of the companies need to have a, what I call a rolling eight-quarter revenue vision. And therefore, they need to be more aggressive and they need to take advantage of the opportunities. A little bit risk, yes, but those who risk now will take advantage of it. You really have to be what I call three to four months out ahead of your competition. If you and your sales team are two steps ahead of your competition during the next four months, the summer months, and really the fall business opportunities are going to accelerate for you. So it's critical that all of those things come together now and that you start to focus in on the tactical things you need to do to be successful. That's some great points there, uh, uh, Ken. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite another great sales coach that I know, uh, I just saw him dialed in, uh, our, our MSP coach, Stuart Selbs, joins us from Phoenix. Uh, good morning, Stu. Hey, guys. Well, I see him. There he is. Yeah. Good morning. How are you doing, my friend? There he is. Uh, it's early here, but I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Great. And and Stu's going to be joining us on here on the MSP show to help uh, with interviews and, and uh, you know, help uh, drive some dialogue. Stu, is there anything you want to ask uh, Ken? Um, hi, Ken. It's good to talk to you. Um um, not really. I kind of dialed in a couple minutes late here. I'm just trying to run around. Um, but I think everything you said was, was spot on, actually, especially with uh, having a plan, uh, having a 24-month or a two-year plan, an eight-quarter an eight quarter plan um, to uh, to grow your business. Because, yeah, we're seeing people come out of this this uh, this economic downturn right now, but uh, especially when we're talking about like technology companies, which I specifically work with, they're not they're not taking advantage of the opportunities they have in front of them, the sales opportunities they have in front of them. And I think you make a, a really great point with um, uh, saying you know have a plan, and that's you know kind of the way I coach. If someone doesn't have a plan, then um, you know they're 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 in a world of hurt. Well, I think the uh, you, one yeah, of the first go ahead. One, Ken, one of the first steps no, I, gonna, I see. No, you go ahead. You ahead first. I was going to ask you another question. You go first. One of the first steps I see that that the uh, sales leader must have is a hiring plan where they actually have developed um, an idea of what month they plan to hire their next salesperson <clears throat> or their technical person, what month they're going to hire their next salesperson or technical person for the next 18 months. 
you need to know that, obviously, from an expense allocation perspective, but you also need to know that in order to accelerate your goals. If you know that you're going to achieve your $2 million goal for the end of this year, you may need to hire that person in February in order to get them ramped up to be able to sell at the pace to get to your $2 million a year or your $10 million a year in your revenue numbers. You also have to anticipate that as the economy gets better, you may lose talent, and therefore your recruiting plan has to be accelerated. One of the reasons I just released uh, our book, uh, Recruiting High-Performance Sales Teams, is that in the recovery side, I see that people need to hire better uh, and hire better talent. There's a lot of talent out there, but they must be prepared that they could lose some of their existing talent. So having a hiring plan is one of the first things I think is critical for any business executive or sales leader to have so that they know their recruiting plans, their hiring plans, and they know their revenue generation opportunities. Because if you mishire or you don't hire the salespeople on time, you will not have the horses to be able to hit that $2 million, that $10 million, that $20 million in revenue target. I, I agree. So, so can I have, a, I have a wonderful question here for you, Ken, is about – you know, th- you know. Let's bring it down to the MSP level here, because MSPs. You know, I know you work with a lot of uh, Dynamics partners, and I'm sure Dynamics partners are, you know, scaled down as smaller as maybe some of the smaller MSPs. And of course, you work with some of the, the larger vendors as well, like Cisco, Microsoft, to name a few. You know, MSPs. And I, you know, having owned my own MSP, and I had about 30 staff when I decided to uh, uh, to get out of that industry uh, or day-to-day practicing as a managed service provider. One of my big aha moments as a sales leader or sales manager in that organization was, you know, we're just a, we're we're really just a stepping stone in a lot of uh, people's careers because really, if you look at the MST level, there's only so high a person can go. I wasn't going to give up ownership unless I really wanted to sell it to to an employee, but really, there's only so high, so high, and I got as high as an, an employee can go in an MSP. I'd love to hear your feedback on that because you talk about hiring plans and you know that no you know that people are going to leave. You know, what's the best way to uh, to prevent maybe that uh, stepping stone thing from happening or do we just suck it up and and accept it? No, I I really don't think so. I mean, if you have quality people and you have whether you have a, a five-person firm or a 25-person firm, uh you have to keep and retain top talent. It's too expensive to let the intellectual property that they know about your products, your services, and your business leave. Um, so it's career, career pathing is critical in a small company as well as a large company. In fact, one of the things we found, and I'll make a point of it in my book, is that high-performing people need to be challenged, both on either a technical level or a sales level. And so after, if you have a high-performing person after two years and you have them doing the same function, they will get bored and look for something better. What happens is that a lot of MSPs hang on to average or below average people because they're happy doing the same thing over and over again. Dynamic companies who are profitable and who are growing, and I mean dynamic not in the terms of a software company, but just growing, exciting organizations, find ways to keep their high-performing people challenged, either that's with new technology, opening up a new market, or finding new business opportunities. Uh, I can take, for an example, a couple of our firms that we've worked with, and this is now our 14th year of consulting in the IT channel area at all levels of the channel marketplace, is that in some cases we've opened up a new city, 
and moved some of our high-performing people into a new city, or we've opened up a new vertical market and moved those people into that as a uh, really evangelist in that market. But you as an owner have to think about how do I develop my people and how do I keep them energized? You need vision, absolutely, but you need to challenge the high performers with new opportunities. Some good points, too. Any, uh, any feedback there? Yeah, I totally want to make a point. Yeah, and I, I, I 150% agree with Ken on that because even the largest partners that I work with, I mean, they're opening up new new markets. My my largest partner is based out of Boston. He's opening up markets in in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Florida, and he's hiring the top people, the top salespeople and top consultant uh, consultative people that can go and open those markets for him. Where again, he doesn't have to babysit them, and and he gives them. Uh, tremendous opportunity for uh, personal and professional growth, and we we see it all, all day long in in the in the top 100 MSPs. It's almost a, a, a perfect uh, segue, you know, perfect date for that call because the top 100 MSP mentor top 100 came out yesterday, and we look at that, and we look at you know who the top 100 are. Those people are moving and shaking, and they're not you know, and they're keeping their best talent. And they're promoting their best talent, and you know they're they're excelling. Here's the uh, the real cost, <clears throat> Stuart. That if you lose a salesperson, you fire them or they leave you, it costs the company four times what you paid them in commissions or salaries. So it's an extremely cost issue, <clears throat> and and we look at the turnover ratios in companies. Uh, if you turn over uh, at a high level, it costs you a tremendous amount of profitability. If you don't turn over, it costs you high levels of profitability. So turnover is good, but you have to be right. able to be selective of who you want to turn over. The average turnover rate for the highest level of profitability is 14%. Okay. Hmm. Interesting that's numbers. In, yeah, interesting numbers. That's why in, in today's world, you know, taking advantage of the um, recovering economy, not only do you need that hiring plan, but you need to get more aggressive in your sales strategy so you win market share and you build the sales momentum within your team. Uh, so having more sales strategy sessions are important and <clears throat> thinking through the opportunities and really focusing on how to win more important. That's critical. The other thing that's important is because the salespeople have gone through some challenges, mental toughness is an issue. I mean, we've seen a lot of people, salespeople today who are mentally tired after the last couple of years. So as a sales leader, you really have to work on building belief, building excitement, and, and talking to your salespeople about the opportunity in the market. That's one of the reasons I wrote the blog was really it's all about what the opportunity is and the excitement and to see that things are turning around and your salespeople need to believe not only in your products and services, but in their sales opportunity and in their personal and professional lives. Very good points, Ken. And this is uh, Stuart Crawford on the MSP Show, where we have we have Ken Thorson uh, joining us and Stuart Selps uh, on on the call here today. So we're talking about sales leadership in a recovering economy. And Ken, you got lots of great things happening. Uh, you know, you're talking about there. Let's let's be let's 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 break down the numbers a little bit. Is this a, is this a eighty twenty type thing? Like, are we still talking about twenty percent of the, pe- the 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 top performers are gobble, gobbling up eighty percent of the business because they're executing strategies such as what you're talking about? I can't tell you if that's the exact number, but I can tell you that from a general rule of thumb, the organization that I see growing in taking market share 
uh, are certainly generating more revenues, more profits. In the channel organizations we've worked with and we look at the partners and we break them down, we absolutely see that rule. I was just working with a, a company out of Boston, actually. They have a channel throughout the world. And if you look at their top partners, they are acquiring partners, they're growing, they're doing things. It's because they built an organization with vision. They built an organization that has a strategy, and they're focused on what I call brilliant execution, whether it's on delivery, whether it's on sales, whether it's on forecasting. Their sales compensation plans are in alignment with the corporate objectives. They have their acts together as far as putting that together. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah I think you, you will see that. You know, one of the one of the reasons that <clears throat> the, the new book on creating sales compensation plans for high performance is coming out is really around that. We see a lot of people who do not have their sales compensation plans in alignment with their corporate objectives, and that becomes a real cornerstone of setting up sales compensation plans, incenting for high performance. So I want to get back to a comment that you made a few minutes ago, Ken, about MSP keeping above average or low, uh, below average people around because they're happy doing the same old tasks. You know, I could probably relate a little bit to that uh, in in my world, especially my a few years ago. I think you know, if, if it is there a thought pattern or mindset out there that you know, if uh, you know, if I you know that people still want to be the kingpin or the you know the brainchild of the of the organization and having uh, low average or average to below average performance makes them you know keep retain that power or you know what because what I learned Ken is. Actually, when I started hiring smart people, smarter people that were smarter than me, better salespeople than I was, that was easier to manage, lead, and we had a higher had higher profitability. It, I, I see there's a direct correlation there. Well, we've really seen that. It's really what happens in two cases: that if you don't have an active recruiting and hiring plan in place, somebody leaves, and then you have to go find someone, and you end up taking the person that's available, not the best person. And that's why uh, we believe that you have to be recruiting at all times, um, and you have to have active recruiting campaigns going on and interviewing. I actually suggest that interviewing is 20% of the sales manager's job, interviewing and recruiting, because you always need to say, there are two people on my team that shouldn't be on my team. I need to upgrade my team at all times. And if we can find those top performers... You will make more money as an executive. You will live a better life, uh, and you won't be all-consuming. When I've seen the compensation surveys and the number of hours most MSP executives work, it's really because they're trying to do all things. And it goes back to the idea of working in the business versus on the business idea that everybody's heard about. Yeah, for sure. And so, Mr. yeah, Mr. I think Phelps, it's anything critical. Anything like that? Stu, anything you want to add there? I'm sorry. Um, no, uh, he's right on. I mean, you know, Ken and I, you know, we we work together with the with the CompTIA stuff, and we talk about this at our, at our meetings. And you know, uh, while I work with, with smaller smaller firms than, than he does, it, it's the same principles. We just have to shrink them or grow them. But if you, uh, you know, the the owners of the business need need to work on the business, not in it. And that's one of the things that that I work on with with my clients, and especially when it comes to sales. Technical people don't know how to sell in, you know, nine out of ten times. They just don't know how to sell. And I think that, you know, you know, sell, selling's changed today. Okay, selling, the way of selling has completely changed today. 
Um, and I think, Ken, you might agree with me on this. I don't know. Um, but it's all about relationships. But you got to go out and build the relationships and, and, and uh, you know, and, and cultivate them. So I, I agree with everything that Ken's saying. It's interesting, Stuart, that, that one of the things that I'm working on, I have been working on this last year with Cisco, is we've created a what we call a smart business roadmap for small business. It's, it's specifically designed at, for their smaller partners. Uh, and we just rolled out part of that program again yesterday to uh, the Ingram, through Cisco to some Ingram partners. And we'll be talking about it at the uh, SMB conference for Ingram in, in Las Vegas. That selling has not changed is that a lot of people have gotten into selling products and talking technology. The secret of selling today in any level is to get out of talking to the IT person and get in and talk to the non-IT person, the vice president of sales, the vice president of marketing, HR, the president of the company. And if you can talk to them at a business level about their business challenges, and there are five distinct business challenges, uh, and relate to them about their business and finally connect the dots between what their business challenges are, how technology solves those, and what the ultimate corporate benefits back to them would be. Boom, you're, you're out of there. Recognize that most IT people have budgets. People, if you walked into a vice president of sales and said, I can lower your cost of sales and improve the capability of your sales organization, they can find the money to buy and invest in mm -hmm. new technology. So it's really I wanna, important I wanna, I wanna, for us I to move forward. I want to respectfully add something here, Ken. I don't think sales have changed at all. I mean, I remember 10 years ago doing exactly that. I mean, so I don't, I don't, I don't buy the argument that sales have changed. I just think that we're more, maybe more aware today than we were in the past that you know, good exactly. sales people were doing that for many years. Well, I'll, I'll suggest that I'm quite a bit older than both of you guys. Uh, and when we were trained uh, in the early days of the computer technology area, uh, and we were selling business software at that point, but uh, the consultative approach, the discovery approach and getting to the uh, non-technology issues around what the business strategies are of the company and addressing those are the ways that you shorten your sales cycle and you become the real true business advisor. So it's critical that sales leaders, <clears throat> and whether you're the executive of the company and plain sales manager or you're the sales manager of, a, of an MSP, it's critical that you plan your sales training meetings appropriately. One of the recommendations we have for our clients is they plan their sales training meetings for uh, 90 days in advance. <clears throat> so at the first of every quarter, the dates, the topics, and the times, and the people responsible are all predefined for the entire sales team. And the issues you will have to cover are sales skills, product knowledge, services, operational expertise, and that's things like knowing how to run CRM. We see a lot of partners having salespeople all using CRM differently or more uniquely. Uh, and they then have to be trained on the industry itself and the technology world. So if you plan your sales meetings, sales training meetings, 90 days in advance, you can make sure you cover all of those topics so at the end of 90 days you've moved the ball. And the last thing I'd say there is that if you're a quality sales leader or manager, you're videotaping those role play situations so your salespeople can really see how well or how poorly they represent your product and service. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Oh, yeah. And I also want to, I also want to uh, challenge my friend Stu here that uh, I would have to disagree uh, to something he said about technical people not being good salespeople. Because when I had my MFP, 
my technicians were very good uh, salespeople. Maybe that's because I trained them to look for opportunities and identify opportunities, and and they would talk more. Uh, yeah, I agree. They would talk more technical, but I closed more deals with the help of my uh, sales or my technical people than I did trying to go in by myself. Uh, Mr. Self, we have about uh, six minutes left in our call. Maybe we'll, we'll go over to you for, for some uh, final comments. Okay, well, you know, let, let me give – I said 9 out of 10. Okay, let's look at the typical uh, MSG owner who, it, you know, basically the guy who just started up his company or has two or three or four employees or five employees. I mean, they're typically the senior tech, and um, uh, they're not trained on salespeople. Stu, you're, you're the – you're the uh, exception to the rule. I would be the exception to the rule. Ken's the exception to the rule. Mindshift's the exception to the rule. You know, uh, Arc's the exception to the rule. I mean, there are the exceptions to the rule, um, but let's look at the typical MSP, the people that we see at SMB Nation, the people that we see at Breakaway, the people that we see at ASCII Group. They're typically the smaller shops who aren't trained in sales. They haven't gone to a Sandler class. They haven't gone to a Dale Carnegie class. They haven't read Ken's book or taken his, his his training. They don't work with me. You know, they don't work with, you know, other coaches. You know, they may go to a boot camp or something like that, but they're not typically trained to sell their services. They're typically trained to um, offer their services and take what they get. Um, so True. You know, I agree with you. That's the point yeah. I was trying to make. I agree with um, you there. So, and, uh, yeah, totally concur with you there. There's a great book I'm reading, guys, right now. He's a local author here in, in Calgary. He's a he runs a, an investment brokerage firm, and um, you know I'm learning a lot about how to you know sell and market from you know what he's doing in his business. Check out AverageToAwesome.com. AverageToAwesome.com. Local guy here. Great book. It's an easy read. But uh, you know, check it out. Ken, I know you got a lot of books on sales management, sales leadership, and you got a lot of stuff going on. Um, maybe just you know in the last few minutes we have here, give us a quick overview of what you got, you know, what's available to partners to, you know, buy online or download or and then maybe some closing comments. Well, we actually have a lot of free content as well, Stuart. Uh, if you go to my website, acumenmanagement.com, there's a white paper out there on the top 40 actions to build predictable revenue for sales leaders. Uh, there's some free videos on hiring smart and training smart. There's some other radio interviews that we'll have out there. Uh, so there's some good content information. There's a business assessment, there's a sales leadership assessment, and a sales compensation assessment. They're all free for people who work with us. My blog, YourSalesManagementGuru.com, YourSalesManagementGuru.com is done weekly, uh, and it was rated number nine uh, as top blogs in the United States anyway. Uh, so there's some good content available for you. In addition to that, uh, we have several books. One's called Recruiting High-Performance Sales Teams. One's called Sales Compensation for High-Performance Teams. And the third book is called Leading High-Performance Sales Teams. Those are all available along with uh, five hours of DVDs, which is five hours of really all the issues you need to know to become a high-performance sales manager, great for executives as well as sales managers. And then we have an online sales management toolkit, which is a content that we've developed over the years for people that they can download and implement. Everything from how do you run a Monday morning sales meeting, how do you work a trade show, to salesperson business plans, uh, as well as other ideas and tools that they can get out there. The fourth book that just is coming out, is I'm very proud of it. I did it with Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and Dr. Tony Alessandro. It's called Success Simplified. It really discusses how to become successful in life, and it's 
based on my sales keynote that I do at keynote confer- or at sales conferences all over the country uh, on how to really called No Regrets, a do-over recipe for personal and professional success. So there's a lot of things out there for your listeners to be able to improve the quality of their life and improve the quality of their business. Great, Ken. I really appreciate taking some time out of your day to come and talk to us. Stu, always a pleasure to have you on. I'm looking forward to uh, making this a regular habit with you. Thanks, buddy. Ken, it's always a uh, pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, Yeah, look forward to seeing you in April. Ken, you know... Uh, I look here. forward to seeing you down the down the uh, down the road here as well, Ken. And thanks for joining us here on the MSP show today. This is going to be a weekly thing. Stu and I are going to be uh, getting together here, mostly uh, you know both of us together. Sometimes it'll be one or the other. Really depends on what uh, what the schedules look like and what conferences we're at and and all that good stuff. And I encourage you to visit any one of our uh, our uh, pa- you know panelists here or Stu's website at StuartSelfs.com. You can visit Ulistic.com and. You know, we um, we help MSPs and bars with all their marketing, so we have some great resources here that you can take advantage of uh, at any time. Uh, and, you know, the MSP show is just one of those value adds that I know Stu is very passionate about, I'm very passionate about, and we're here to serve the uh, serve the community and offer good advice. So the MSP show is all about bringing industry leaders like Mr. Thorsten on to talk about their craft and, you know, how we can van- uh, bring value to, to the community. So tune in every uh, Thursday. Again, if you can't make it live, you can download it at any time. You just go to ulistic.com slash MSP hyphen show, and you will, uh, you'll find uh, all the uh, past episodes and, and links to upcoming shows. Ken, thanks again uh, for joining us, Stu. Again, pleasure. And we'll talk to you all again uh, in the next week when we have Angel Rodriguez, who's going to be talking to us about HR in our business and HR leadership. So uh, that'll be a really good call, and you don't want to miss that one. This is Stuart Crawford signing off for this week on the MSP Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.